Hello, and welcome to the Built On Air podcast. Built On Air is a regular podcast where we talk with everyday people and learn about the amazing things they are doing with Airtable. Today's podcast is sponsored by OpenSide, the leading solutions provider for Airtable customers. Check out OpenSide.com to learn more about their products and services that can take your Airtable usage to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR to receive $20 towards any product purchase. On today's episode, we speak with Victor Feliciano, a true jack-of-all-trades with an expertise in operations management. Victor has ran a national call center in the hospitality industry, owned his own pool league, and is now the founder of Master Book Flippers, an online service that helps Amazon booksellers source their products. After getting frustrated with the limitations of Google Sheets and Excel, Victor found Airtable and began using it to manage his book inventory in the summer of 2017. Since then, he's added numerous bells and whistles and has even started helping other online booksellers to create and manage their own Airtable databases. The base Victor shares with us today is his customers and subscription tracker, where he has expertly made use of junction tables to accurately track his subscriptions and the versions and rates of each. Included in this base is a daily emails table where he uses Zapier to automate the sending of links to individual bases he creates for each of his customers. Another great feature of Victor's base is his creative use of views. As a workaround for the lack of organizational tools when it comes to a base with many views, Victor uses emojis in his view names to break the list into easily distinguishable sections. Check out the show notes for links to learn more about Master Book Flippers and Victor's Airtable Consulting. All right. Good afternoon, Victor. Thank you for joining me on Built On Air. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's a pleasure. Um, I figured we'd just start with a little background on you and what you do. Okay. So I have an operations background. I've had lots of management positions and project management positions in, in pretty large companies in the hospitality and insurance industry. And in 2016, I decided to go out on my own and started uh, flipping books like people flip houses, except I flip books online. And so started doing that in uh, 2016, 2017. And then I started a company earlier this year in 2019 called Master Book Flippers, where um, myself and my team became really, really good at flipping books and finding them. And now we sell our services and using Airtable is a big part of that on how we find books. So we help other booksellers find these books to flip. That is so that makes interesting. Sense. It's, a, it's a very small niche and a lot of people don't know about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had never heard of it, but I'm super intrigued. Like, how was that shift from the hospitality industry to books? I mean, were you always a big reader? No, and I'm not a big reader as we speak. <laughs> I like to read, but, I, but no, I, I like to make money with books. But uh, yeah, so it, it is sort of a big shift, but I guess I've always been an operations guy. So I'm accustomed to working with people and using, um, you know, I was Mr. Excel in the office, right? Using all kinds of tools to improve our efficiency. Mm-hmm. And so it is sort of a, it is something completely different in that it's e-commerce is what I'm in. And originally I started off selling on Amazon and selling, which I, I sell on Amazon now, but I was doing something called private label. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's, you know, it seems like everybody these days knows somebody that sells on Amazon. So that's what I was doing. And then I went from doing private label, which is importing products from overseas and selling them online. And now I've shifted most of my business to uh, doing books. But it's still, you know, there are parallels between what I do now and what I did in the corporate world. You know, working with people, uh, managing people, hiring, 
all the time and you know really just trying to always do um, things as, as efficiently as we can and in this case we're we're finding books whereas in the past I was you know we were looking at apartments and in claims we were processing claims and reviewing reports uh, I, I did a lot of uh, call center management so so I'm very much into reporting and making database decisions. So that definitely carries over to what I'm doing now. And Airtable's, again, a big part of that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, definitely, I feel like people that are like you and like me, like data-driven, that can fit any size box. Like we're, we're, we can make those decisions to put the management uh, processes in place. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, so what kind of books are we talking about? Are they like old, um, like first edition, like fancy books? <laughs> okay, so yeah, so let me clarify. No, it's mostly used books, actually, and many of them are, are textbooks. So, so we have uh, selling seasons, like right now we're in the fourth quarter, so it's a big holiday push. But for, for me and, and, the, and my customers, January is a big, um, if just remember when you went to college, right? January is a big push. And then, of course, in the summertime again. Mm -hmm. So that's when we have the, but, but the books sell all year long. So right. we're actually able to find books on Amazon and resell those same books on Amazon using Prime or FBA, we call it. So right. that, there's usually a big margin and we're able to exploit that. And, you know, a lot of people don't like to buy from regular merchants on Amazon. They like to use their Prime membership two-day shipping. So that's where, you know, myself and what I do for my customers, we kind of fill that gap for everybody. Nice. Oh, that's great. Um, so how did you find Airtable? Was, was it like you were doing everything in Excel and then you were like, I got to switch everything over? And we, you and I didn't even talk about that before, but yes, exactly. Right. So I was using a com I was using Excel to manage the inventory and I was also using Google Sheets. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm really good in Excel and came up with all these macros and, but, uh, but boy, I got so frustrated after a while. So there's got to be a better way. And I didn't know what exactly I needed, but I, as soon as I found it in Airtable, I knew instantly what I needed it for. What I needed it for was views specifically, mm -hmm. right? In in Excel, you can't, um, you can, you can do a lot of things in Excel, of course, but you can't move things around like you can in Airtable. You can't create views easily. You're constantly sorting and filtering. And then, you know, I had what's called a prep center. I needed to share information with them, but I didn't want to share all my information. And I was constantly copying and pasting from, from this into Google Sheets. So I just set out one day and went into it looking and I ran into a bunch of things. And then when I ran into Airtable, you know, I just immediately, now I did have some growing pains because I didn't read any of the instructions or follow any of the guides. I was just like, okay, I'm going to import all my data and I'll figure it out because I'm really good in spreadsheets. Um, <laughs> but after you get it, um, it, it's a game changer, really. So I moved from Excel. I got divorced, I think, from Excel. Is now how I feel <laughs> right. And I've moved over, you know, about 95% of the things I do, I do an Airtable for virtually all aspects of my business now. That's awesome. And it, it's great how much it uh, can change the way that your work life goes. Like you said, you're constantly sorting, filtering, cutting, pasting, and an Airtable is just a click of a button. Yeah. And then on top of that, you add in um, automation tools and then it becomes even better, right? So we've got Zapier and other things going on that makes it even better. Yeah. You're, so you're using Zapier right now for your work life? Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, I use it quite a bit. I'm almost have to uh, upgrade my plan soon, but that's another story. But yeah, so I use it quite a bit. Still learning, right? There's a lot to learn mm-hmm. on that, but um, yep. Do you have any examples of what you're using it for? Yeah, one of the things, so I've got virtual assistants helping me out and they do um, they do this book research. They're, they're trying to see, you know, find books that we can flip and for our customers. So one of the things, I've got Zapier using quite a few things, but it does error checking for me. So let's say we fat finger that a book was supposed to, we would put it down at 35 and they put in $355. And, you know, we're able to pick up those type of errors and we send those into Slack. We use Slack quite a bit as well. Yeah. So those error messages will come up and uh, and let us know to t- take a look at these. This might be an error. And, or maybe other things. If we're just something filling out and we forgot a field, we've got uh, error checking for that. We um, we use it. I also use it. And when, I guess I'll show it to you when I get to the part of doing the, um, the demo of the base. But I've got this um, Airtable working with Zapier and with my uh, with my mailer so that they, uh, each customer gets the right um, base at the right time for their subscription. So that's a big part of it too, rather than having, I use active campaign mm-hmm. rather than having to go into active campaign. This just, just kind of does it all behind the scenes. So it's pretty, pretty seamless. Yeah. It's great how much it can, how much time it saves. It's incredible. And, Absolutely. and people catch the bug. I feel like once you start, you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't have to do that again. I can, what else can I automate? Yeah. Right. Right. That's awesome. So you said you're using Airtable for about 95% of your business. What What's the 5% that Airtable can't handle that you wish that it could? Uh, I don't know that it's can't handle. There's some things like you'll do in Excel if you're making some sort of a form where you need to put mm-hmm. formulas in different cells. Um, in Airtable, as you well know, the formulas are put at the field level rather than at the cell level, which mm-hmm. I really like. But there's sometimes if you want something to look a certain way uh, or just that's your business case, right? You're not really using it as a database. You might, I'll, I'll use Excel or you're using large amounts of data. You know, there's some limits with, with uh, Airtable, although it's very fast. And sometimes it's even faster than Excel, depending on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But then there's other times you're using Excel. You're going to want it to, uh, you know, you're going to want to use those uh, use cases in Excel. I'll, I'll tell you the one, a couple of things um, since we're touching on it is randomization. I can't randomize very well in the Airtable. You can, you know, there are certain ways, but I want it dynamic to just, uh, you know, click a button and say, hey, randomize all my records. You can do that actually in Google Sheets better than you can in Excel. But that's just um, one of the use cases that I would, because we randomize our data quite a bit. And when you say randomize, do you mean just like mixing it up or giving it unique IDs or? um... Just, Just mixing it up. Keep it simple. I want I want it completely randomized. Interesting. And I'm I'm the only one that wants that, but I do. Now there's ways to do it. There's all kinds of tricky things you can do, mm-hmm. but I'd rather just press a button and say, hey, I want these records randomized. Those I don't care how you do it, just do it. Interesting. Like, you can do record IDs and those are random, and then you can take your data and make formulas, all those type of things. But yeah. Absolutely. So is it just to like keep it fresh in your mind? So you're like looking at everything more often than you would be, I guess? Um, well, the, the reason for the rand, why I want it randomized is for our customers. We don't give them the exact same data. So I want it. So, and that way it gives us better results the way we do our business so that we're really doing it randomly and we're getting more consistent results than if we were to how we pull our data. You know, a book has a title, a ISBN, it has 
a selling price and I don't want it sorted by any one of those things. I just want it. I want to look at a random amount of data. So, so those are, that's something we do in Excel. Uh, you know, sometimes we do, we can do some, I can do some, but in randomization in, in Airtable, but I just, it needs to be a little easier, at least for me, but not really a complaint. It's just an observation. It's not going to do every single thing we want. Of course. Of course. Um, no, I just found that interesting. I was like, I'd never really thought about that. So you manage your book inventory in Airtable and all of your orders and customers too, just everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to show you. Um, the customers I do, I do hiring with Airtable. I've introduced Airtable to a few hundred people. So <laughs> that, that, that's always fun answering lots of questions. You know, um, you know, like I said, almost every aspect is, is done in Airtable produce probably hundreds of bases at this point. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 That, that's another thing. I mean, I would like to be able to delete bases uh, in bulk. Wow. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I was curious, one thing I had thought about when I was thinking about books and selling them is, do you have any thoughts on the Kindle? <laughs> I own a Kindle. I like Kindle. Yeah, it's funny you say that, right? Because well, you think we're headed to the digital age, but they've done studies and uh, college students, they really like the textbooks, right? I don't think it's going away. There's something about, you know, going to school and actually having a textbook and they, you know, they continue to be sold and that market is strong. So I just don't, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would want a Kindle in a classroom right? Yeah. for my book and then give me as much as I love technology. I need a a plain piece of paper and a notebook and a pen. You know, it's probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I would much prefer a textbook in front of me if I'm sitting in a classroom at a desk. Yeah. Less screen time. And any excuse to get away from it for a minute. That's also nice. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then you just started Airtable Consulting also. Yes, yes. Really more by word of mouth. I've had a few friends, um, you know, I, I tell them about Airtable and I'm always interested because I've been, I started using Airtable in the summer of 2017. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you talk to people now, we're heading it into the 20s and you know, most people don't never heard of it, yet they use Excel all day long and or Google Sheets and they just don't have no idea about using Airtable. So, yeah, so I've, I've built a few different things for for some people and uh, that's going well as well. Congratulations, that's great. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it is crazy how, I mean, I, I am finding that more and more people are uh, knowing what it is when I mention it. Um, I think maybe a result of all of the uh, commercials on like This American Life and all the podcasts I was hearing all over like the uh, radio last summer. Um, but once you explain it, if they, understand it. Everybody's so intrigued by it. I mean, I just can't see it slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. Sometimes I have a hard time explaining it. Right. Yeah. But that's another thing, right? How we explain it. <laughs> yeah. I'm perfecting my elevator pitch still. <laughs> oh, there you go. Let me know when you have it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I ever will. All right. So before we jump into the screen share session, I am intrigued. You had written um, in your uh, bio for the show was you have an 11,000 character formula. Oh, yes. Yes, I created that. It's not going to be in what I show you now, but so you were asking me about, um, so one of the things Excel does better is looking up, uh, now I'm forgetting my Excel a little bit, but I reproduced it, but it's where you go into a table and you look at different variables and 
and uh, the only way you could do that in Airtable would be to do uh, multiple if-then statements. Mm-hmm. When I mean multiple, I mean hundreds, right, or whatever it was. And I just didn't try it. I knew that's physically how it could be done, but I said to myself, there's no way Airtable could handle this. And then I read on the uh, forums that someone had done one even bigger. They did it. So I do not have anyone. Oh someone did a 32,000 character formula. So I said, let me try this. And, you know, it's interesting. One of the other things I like about Airtable is the way you can, the way formulas are created or where you create them is easier, I find, than doing them in, in Excel. But anyway, so I, uh, so I actually use Airtable to create the formulas. Um, I don't know if that makes sense if you've ever tried that, but you, you pull up, you know, you put in a, a couple of um, fields that are single text and then you combine them later on. It just makes it easier. So that's how I built. So it is a massive. And to my surprise, I mean, it's, it's a gigantic formula and it works and it works quickly. <laughs> Absolutely amazing that that could, that could be done. I didn't even, like I said, I didn't think it could be done. I don't even know if that could be done in Excel, but it works. Yeah, I've never even tried. I've, I mean, I've written some long formulas, but definitely not 11,000 characters. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it, it works. It works when it was it was really a business need as well. It wasn't just out of fun. I really needed that. Absolutely. Well, good. Good for you. It feels good when you figure it out finally and it's finally working and you don't have to touch it again. And Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think now would be a great time to dive in and uh, show us your base that you've been working on. Okay, so this is, of course, this is dummy data, but this is our um, <clears throat> our customer and subscription tracker. So we've got a bunch of tables, as you can see, and this is our main table. This is our contact. So this would be, <clears throat> you know, just basically the customer's name, their email, when they signed up, and then what order, what their order number is. And then we've got some, we've got a bunch of lookups on here. We've got roll-ups, all kinds of good stuff. But basically the reason I needed to build this was, so we've got different customers having different subscriptions. And then within the subscriptions, there could be different rates and there could also be different version numbers. So to put that all together, I, I really broke it down. And I think, I don't know that this is the perfect way to do it, but I know you know, if you're new to Airtable or new to creating databases, people will often not build it this way. And then they'll end up with a lot of rework the day that they realize that the subscription changed or they need another version number. And then they have to start taking things apart. Absolutely. So, right. So this is a work in progress, but I think I've built what I'll call, no pun intended, the base done properly, if that makes sense. Right. So this is very expandable for me to to, to uh, whatever I'm going to change, it, it, is, it isn't going to be that difficult and I shouldn't have to break anything apart. So we've got the contacts. So this is an order. So when a customer comes in, they'll come in, you know, either through an automation or I could manually put them in and then they've got their order. We would just put them in here and then we would have their subscription and their rate. So this is the subscription. These are the basic su- subscription names. So it's, if I wanted to add another one or I had a promotion, I could just add it in there. And then you've got the rate. So just simply, you know, when I have different dollar amounts, I would just stick them in here. And then we've got different version numbers as well. So what I'm actually doing, the customers, my customers, they're all actually using Airtable. This is what we use. So they all have their own base, but we give them different version numbers when we send them out the, the data every day. So we've got 
I've got two um, junction uh, tables in here as well. So we've got the, subs the subscription, the product, and the rate together there. And then we've got another one here, the subscription and version. I, I may be going too quick. Is this making sense to you? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And and I think you're you're completely right in saying like a lot of people don't understand that they will when to use a junction table or why they might need one. And that's exactly the reason is you need somewhere to put that rate for that subscription specifically. Right, right. If you're in a rush when you do this, you're going to you're going to regret <laughs> it later on, right? You're going to want to just, you know, just okay, it's a table with simple numbers in it, but and then the reporting becomes, you know, important. And then, of course, when the customers come and go or they go and they switch rates or they have multiple plans, you can really track and report out on all that stuff um, a lot easier when you build it correctly. It took, took quite a bit of time to build this, as you can imagine, but um, it was definitely necessary. And then what I've got over here, I've got the daily links. So when we create the, um, the links here, these are not real links, but you know, we'll put them in here and then they will tie into the contact. So they have, so they're getting the right link for their version number. And then what I did, and I could do this a lot of different ways, but I've got this daily email and it's flagged because the moment I would copy and I've got lots of views on the customers too. Mm -hmm. um, I, I will tell you one of the things I have a base that uh, not to get off topic too much, but this is the views. I'm sure most people watching or listening to this um, podcast know that, Airtable has views, but I have a base that has almost 70 different views on it. So my wish will also would be to somehow categorize them or put them in folders and collapse them. Mm -hmm. That would be helpful. And also a description. Um, Airtable is really good about, I like that they give you the ability to put a description on the base also on the field level and the table level. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, the views did not get any love. I don't know why that <laughs> is, right? I completely, I think about that all the time. <laughs> I would love to be able to do that. And I always, I don't, I don't want to name the view something super long. So I'd love to just be able to have that little information icon next to it too. Oh right. my God, That's a great this point. Yeah, so what I do is I end up putting, you know, I put a little emojis, make it a little easier, and then I even got this, right? So this this is not a real view. This is right. just showing me reports. And oh, I love that. that. Yeah, that's, so that's it's just really to make cool. it quicker. That's really, really cool. I started, all the views that I use for Zapier, I started putting a little lightning bolt emoji in front of it. A lightning bolt, yeah, I should probably, I put them at the bottom. Yeah. I do that too, that's a good idea. No, I love that. The reports and more, that's a great, that's uh clever i like it right and then i've got virtual assistants working in here as well on other bases so i will sometimes you know make them their views and try to make it you know really easier for them to find with but you know it it, it works mm -hmm. it works so so that's this is the one that has the most different views on you know when we're sending them on their database or whatever but when we're going to send out the daily email um i think i go yeah, I would just uh, I would copy a part of their their information and put it in this one. The reason there's flags on it is because once it gets put in here, it gets picked up by Zapier and then sends out to the customer automatically through our mail system. So that works really really well. Excellent. Yeah. So so that I think that's it. I mean, that, you know, again, the takeaway to what I said before is if anyone's going to build something like like this, you know, I would take the time make sure you build it out using proper you know, database management um, 
fundamentals so that you do not have those big problems, a, a Y2K type situation down the road. Seriously. Yeah. It's like you, you change the rate on one thing. And if you don't have it linked properly, then you're going to get incorrect numbers for the year before. Right. Right. And I think I got that from my, you know, my time working in corporate, I had to report up to senior management, you know, with all kinds of reporting. And if I was somebody looking at this business, I'd want to know, okay, so the customer, when did they change? What did they change the rate from and to and all that type of things. And you'll lose that information. You'll never have it. If you don't build it, you know, something like this doesn't need to be exact, but you want to have all that information. So the reporting, um, I don't even have the block. I I use blocks quite a bit. I don't have blocks really um, done too well on this, but I know it's, it's not hard for me to do it all. Yeah, absolutely. And they're making leaps and bounds with blocks uh, over the last year. And I hope they continue to make improvements. Yes. Yes. I've, I've tested out quite a few things they've had. I look forward to, uh, to what else they come up with. Yeah, absolutely. So one question I just thought of was, you said, so each customer has like their own base? Yeah, so each customer has their own database. And then what we do is we send them in, we send them books. um, And and this is not our inventory. So we don't have the books in here, but we have links to the books. And then they'll get, they'll get that base. And then they'll just copy the information into their own personal base so they can work it from there. Okay. So the one that I share, um, it would just have, you know, up here in the right, I just say copy base. Right. You can only just really view it and copy it. You can't manipulate any of the data or anything like that. So that's, you know, again, one of the other huge things was the shareability of, of Airtable, which is pretty awesome. I got to tell you, one of the things having worked in, in corporate was the ability to avoid um, conflict between different groups, right? I don't know if you've ever experienced this in your trucking, but you know, we used to have where our salespeople would say, no, you changed that. I don't know who did that. I don't know when that was changed. And with Airtable, there's none of that. Yeah. We have prep centers that also work in the Airtable with us. And if there's a mistake, at least we know who made it, when they made it, and there's no denying it. Exactly. So that's really powerful you know, because we all make mistakes, but you want to know when you made a mistake and Airtable is a great tool to show you what happened and uh, very reliable in that, in that area. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the record revision history is super, super helpful. I wish that they would let you search through it. And also right. I want them to do the last modified by uh, formula because they did the last modified time, but I want to know who did it. If I could put that in the field too, that would be awesome. Oh, you'd want to, so you don't, you don't want to open it up to see who made that. Right. Who last touched it. Yeah. I, okay. That That's good. Yeah. I could go for that. Uh, you know, as far as the searching, can't you search with a control F when you open that up? Yes. But if it's super long, which I have a lot of bases that are updated every two hours. So oh. if I want to find something that happened last week, I have to sit there and go show more, show more, show more, show more over and over. And it, I can't control F because it won't go. If it's not displayed, it won't. So, but yeah. Right, right. Yeah, everybody's got a different business case. I would not have that, but I could see where it's needed because I'm on the pro plan, right? And I could have go back a year and you're mm-hmm. right. And if you're updating it all the time, I could see exactly why you would need that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, this is very impressive. Very nicely done. Yeah, there's always room for improvement, but it is, uh, it is a good start for me. Absolutely. 
so do you have any plans for what's next? What's next? Um, yeah, I want to build this out a little bit, a little bit more, um, probably more automations. Um, I'm running out of my limit right now on Zapier. So those are things, you know, and most of that would be tied into Airtable. And really, Airtable just makes my job easier so I can focus on other things, right? Um, you know, finding better books, um, using, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, automated features and or, you know, algorithms that I can create, all those things. So, and we, we, we capture a lot of historical data and Airtable does a good job of helping us summarize and really making some intelligent decisions based upon data. So we're always improving in that area as we get more and more data using this system. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's crazy how flexible it is too. You can make changes on the fly and add to it as you need. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my customers are finding that out right slowly, but surely um, I'm, I'm helping them learn and and they're doing well with it. So they're enjoying it and they're, I'm sure a bunch of them are probably like, I'm going to use this for this now. (laughs) Like I'm going to use this myself. Yeah, there's so many other things you can use, right? It's an awesome task list. I, I use it for just a task list as well, right? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of things. Um, the, the list goes on, right? Whatever you can pretty much think, it can it can handle it one way or the other usually. Exactly. All right. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. And where can our listeners go if they want to learn more about you and Master Book Flippers? Okay, so yeah, if you want to learn about books uh, and what we do in a lot more depth, you can go to masterbookflippers.com. And if you just want some uh, help with your Airtable and looking for a consultant, you can go to spreadtheair.com. Excellent. Great. Well, thank you so much and good luck with the Airtable consulting. All right. Thank you so much, Allie. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks.